Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. This is church. This is church episode 9. Last week we talked about miracles, signs, and wonders. The fact that as a, as a body of Christ, that needs to be our experience. And so today, um, we are going to talk about our last episode that is about growth and multiplication. Um, on 17th December 2016, at about 11.45 a.m., I made my marriage vows to the most beautiful, most elegant uh, babe on this side of the globe. She's watching right now, precious Barbara. Made my vows, we walked down the aisle, we were uh, we had our reception here, and off, off we went to the moon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen for you very soon if it hasn't yet happened in Jesus' name. Someone here is looking at me and saying a big amen. <laughs> oh yeah. And so we went to the moon and came back. Uh, spent, of course, a bit of time a year. And not a year. Uh, after, about, after about nine months, we started receiving certain calls and certain questions from some corners that I won't mention. <laughs> Would receive those calls. Have you ever received those calls? Those of you that are married, you receive those calls and they are like, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, so. Or <laughs> something like that. What is going on? Is something happening? Nine months down the road. And um, for us, nine months down the road, it hadn't yet happened by choice. And there were these questions. They just kept coming. Every sing- like every time we went to visit in certain places, those are the questions we would be asked. Every time we went to do anything, anywhere, people would ask, uh-huh, Kakati, what's up? What's going on? Uh, what? Some people started giving us clothes. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> started giving us clothes. What? My mom gave me, um, gave me some, some things that uh, she used when I was born many years ago. She, she kept them and gave them to me. We used them. I'm also keeping them. Anyway. <laughs> so, and, and along the way, the questions just kept coming, 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 coming. Of course, two years later, we had two years. Were they two or three? Two. Two years later, we had our first little um, man. His name is EJ, um, uh, who is about a year and seven months now. And I realized the reason as to why they were asking these questions. Because the expectation for every person, for every human being, the expectation, especially after you get married, is that you are going to reproduce. That is the expectation. And so people are always asking. Whenever that doesn't happen, people are questioning. It's like there is a problem. And they are questioning every single time. Whenever it's not happening, they are like, what is the problem? Are you healthy? What is going on? Like something. They are questioning because it is the norm by nature for healthy things to grow and multiply. It is the norm. It is wired in our fiber as beings. Genesis 1, 22 I didn't give you these scriptures. Oh, yeah, they are there. All right, thank you. I like it. Genesis 1.22 says, And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and what? And multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. Give me 1.24. Give me 24. 
Then God said, let us bring forth the living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing and beasts of the earth, each according to its kind, and it was so. Image 28. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and what? Multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. It is wired in our fiber. It is in, like it is natural and it is expected. God has placed the ability in each and every one of us to grow and multiply. In birds, in fish, in nature, everything. We are wired for increase. So whenever you find that there is no growth or multiplication happening anywhere, there is a problem. It is a big, it is a big emergency. Whenever you find that there is no growth or multiplication happening anywhere, anywhere, it is an emergency. When you find that your business is not growing, your clientele is not increasing, emergency. When you find that your net worth is not increasing, emergency. When you find that your MC is not increasing, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's an emergency. No, you are not being consistent. You are unhealthy. Yeah. Because one of the biggest measures and indicators of health is growth and multiplication. Are we still together? And so the church is not different. The church is not different. God's expectation of the church, a healthy church, is that it should be growing and multiplying. Is that it should be increasing, 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 increasing. And so today we are going to just explore. I'd like us to go to the book of Acts together. And just start looking at uh, what happened after the church was born in the book of Acts? After the church as we know it today was born. And in Acts 2, 41, let's read this aloud together. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day, uh-huh, about 3,000 souls were added. That is day one of the church. 3,000 souls. You see, you're going to launch locations very soon because we need to have 1,000 locations. Yeah, I see in you. <laughs> yeah, you're going to launch locations very soon in different town councils. What? That's why we are looking for land in those places because we have to put worship harvest locations there. My dream is to have a worship harvest location in, every, in or close to every university in every city of this continent. Yeah. That's my dream. And I started. Anyway, I'm saying that day one, 3,000 souls. I remember that day we launched Worship Harvest Makere, 29th April, 2018. Yeah. 2018. We were 261 people. Yeah. 261. <laughs> but on the launch of this church, the people who were 120 in the upper room moved in one day from 120 to 3,000. One day. Ay, 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 ay. It's possible. It's possible. Acts 2.41. Give me Acts, Acts 4.4. However, let's read together. However, many of those who heard the word believed and the number of the men came to be about what? <coughs> the number of the men came to be about 5,000. Remember, we started, they started at 120, day one, 3,000. A few days or weeks later, 5,000 men. Just the men. 5,000 men. 
That is a few days later, 5,000 men. Mm-hmm. Acts 4.32. Let's read this together. One, two, three, let's go. <clears throat> now the multitude of those who believed... We started at, there were 120, we went to 3,000, we went to 5,000 men. At that point, I guess they couldn't count everyone. And now, they, they, they don't even give us a number. They say now, the multitude. The multitude. Are you seeing the growth? The multiplication, the increase? The multitude. The multitude. Give me Acts 5, 14 to 15. Let's read it together. And believers were increasingly added to uh multitudes of both men and women. So that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on, on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Last week we talked about this miracle, signs and wonders thing. But here, what I need us to do is to see in verse 14, where he says that unbelievers were increasingly added to the Lord. Multitudes. (laughs) Multitudes of both men and women. 120, 3,000, 5,000, multitudes. Multitudes. Oh yeah, I'm talking about worship harvest, Bugolobi. <laughs> yeah. And worship harvest, Katikati. And of course, worship harvest, Makere. <laughs> All right. And worship harvest, Nalia. Hey. Yes, they tell me to get out of the building. <laughs> Acts 6.1. Let's read Acts 6, 1 together. Now in those days, when the number of the disciples was what? Because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. In those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplying. Was multiplying. Acts 6, 7. I, I just want to read scripture to show you that this is the DNA of the church. That it's not okay for you and for us as the body of Christ to be comfortable staying stagnant and in one place. Acts 6, 7. Let's read it together. He says, Then the word of God spread and the number of disciples multiplied what? Greatly in Jerusalem. And a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. In here, there is a consistent thank you. In here, there is a consistent picture of what the church needs to look like. Or what the church looks like. We are wired for increase. God has set us up as the body of Christ for increase. That's why we've been going through this series. Showing you that different things. That the church is a place of prayer. That the church is a place of power. That the church is a place where the Holy Spirit... Like the reason for all these things is not for us to remain a minute number. Not for us to remain small. No. God has it in his mind. You know, when you think about it, each and every one of us has been called to the ministry of multitudes. Yeah. Every one of us, we've been called to the ministry of multitudes. Jesus ministered to multitudes, right? Yeah. He ministered to multitudes. The apostles we've just read, the foundation of the church, where, where the church started in the book of Acts, it was multitudes. They kept increasing and multiplying and growing to different parts of of the Roman Empire. That is what God has set us up for. Multiplication and growth are really good. But the question then is, who is responsible 
for the growth and multiplication of the church. Yeah. Who is responsible? We know it's important. Yes. Who is responsible for it? Let me read you some statistics. The world population increased from 1 billion in the 1800s to approximately 7.7 billion people currently. That is in a period of slightly over 200 years. That means that approximately 30 million people are added here on earth physically, like every year. 30 million. And about 82,000 are added daily. Yeah. About 82,000 people are born daily. Hmm? <laughs> About 82,000. I haven't put those who pass on daily. Cause. And so the question is, do you know why it is, do you know why our population as human beings just keeps growing and growing and growing and growing and growing and growing and growing? To the waka, gwe. Especially here in this side of the continent, we now work. Our population keeps growing and growing because every one of us is participating in the increase of this population in a way or another. Like it, it is expected. It is expected that each and every one of us participates in the growth of the population participates. <laughs> My mind was meandering. It won't. Actively participates <laughs> in the growth of the population. That is why we are where we are. You see, if you got if you got a group of people, say you got the most, what you would consider the most fertile people. And you put them in in a place, let say you lock them somewhere. And you say that you people are the, you, you, you're responsible for giving birth and procre- for procreation on behalf of the rest of the human race. Do you think our population would increase the way it is doing now? It wouldn't. It wouldn't increase this fast, this quickly, if, if we had just gotten a group of people we consider very fertile and what, and got them, locked them up somewhere and said, you know what, your role, eh? just be there. Your role is to give birth and make sure you keep the human race going. But you know that in many ways, that is what we have turned the church into. We've delegated the role of growth and multiplication to a few people. A few people. You see, that explains why we are not seeing the increase. That, that's one of the reasons why we don't see the increase we are talking about here. 120, 3,000, 5,000. And they just quit counting. They are like, okay, now multitudes, 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 multitudes. And if you notice, it was multitudes of believers, multitudes of disciples. If you never saw it, it was in the scripture. Multitudes of believers, multitudes of disciples. And so people were getting saved continuously and then people were being discipled and plugged into spaces continuously. Because it wasn't left, it it wasn't reserved for just a few people. A few people they consider very gifted. A few people they consider over what? No, it, it was for everyone. And so as we talk about growth and multiplication, I don't want you to, 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 to look at it and say, no, 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 it's just for those people who are at the front there. They are responsible for the growth. Do you see the empty chair that is close to you? Yeah, someone, so in some places there are no empty chairs. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. But if you look around, you, you are responsible. You are responsible for the growth. We have a word over this house. Isaiah 60, 22. 
I believe we know it. Let us say it aloud together. A little one shall become what? And a small one, a what? I, the Lord, will hasten it in, in what? In its time. A little one, that's God's word over this house of worship harvest. A little one. So when I look at you, I see in you the potential to become a thousand. Yeah. Every one of you. Your missional community can become a thousand. Yeah, the one you're going to start if you haven't yet started. Your hosting center can become a thousand. Your hard can become a thousand. A little one shall become a thousand. See, God, God has been setting us up for increase in this movement, in worship harvest. Just setting us up for increase. And by the way, we haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. A little one shall become a thousand. That sounds like growth. And then a small one, a strong nation. That sounds like multiplication. So, the person listening to me, the person seated in your chair, today, 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 God, eh? God, Katonda Mwini, Mwini, I grew up in Ginger, so I speak fairly good. Yeah, so a little one. God, everyone seated, the person seated in your chair, God's expectation of you is that you'll become a thousand. It's not for you to remain small, no. Just like we expect it of ourselves when we grow and reach a certain age and get married and you're like, Abana, Bariwa, where are the children? And you find that in nations where this thing is not happening where, where the birth doesn't happen. The population is dwindling. The population is dwindling. Hey. Quietness. Presbyterian <laughs> is about to leave the room. Hey. Yeah, about to leave the room. Every one of us must participate. Must participate in the growth of the church, both individually and collectively. It's not just for a few people, no. A little one. You are that one that God is talking about. You have the potential to become a movement that will change and transform lives and nations and generations. This is church. Yeah. This is church. I celebrate locations like Worship Harvest, of course, Worship Harvest Nalia, because, yeah, you are ready a thousand. You're becoming a strong nation quickly. Worship Harvest Downtown, we hit 1,000. Worship Harvest Bugo Lobby, hey! 1,000. Worship Harvest Gayaza, we hit 1,000. Very soon you'll hear Worship Harvest Makerere. Shake him <laughs> yeah. A little one shall become a thousand. But this word is being fulfilled in our midst. So I'm here to announce to you that you are going to become a thousand. Yeah. Everyone in worship harvest, this is a word over the house. And you are an insider. You are a son and daughter in this kingdom. Even if you're visiting us, this word is going to become true for you. You're going to become a thousand. Yeah. Because we have to grow and multiply as the church. My time. Four reasons why the church must grow and multiply. Four. Just four like this. Yeah. I thought of giving you seven, but four. reasons why the church must grow and multiply. Are you ready for them? Reason number one. Why must the church grow and multiply? Reason one. The harvest is plentiful. The failure to grow and multiply has never been with the harvest. Never. 
It is with us, the church. Our failure to grow and multiply is not because we don't have opportunity to do it. Give me Matthew 9, 36 to 38. Let us read this together. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is truly, the, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Let me back to, I've seen something. Shababa, this is what happens. The 30s, 36, 36. Ah. You see, one, if I get through this harvest is plentiful, one of your biggest limitations is your current success. <laughs> Do you see this statement? Because it's Jesus here. He says, but when he saw the multitudes, so he saw the multitudes, they could not even number them. He saw the multitudes. He was moved with compassion. And after he saw the multitudes, he went and told the disciples. He said to his disciples, the harvest is truly plentiful. In other words, he wasn't satisfied with the multitudes he was seeing at that moment. He saw what could be as opposed to just what was. You see, you, one of the biggest issues is that your missional community made 15 people. Jubilating, flip-flops, what? Wait. No, this is truly plentiful. You see, Makerere has about 44,000 students. 44,000. If so, we had churches in that place that sat like, let me say 2K people, 2,000 people, would have 22 mega churches. 22, just taking care of the students who are in Makerere. 22 mega churches. Ask me how many there. Yeah. 22. That is without counting the community that is around. When I count the communities that is that is that lives around Nakulabie, Chikoni, Kagugube, Chikumichikumi, Mulago, what? All those places. When when I count the potential of what could be, we can potentially have. Let's say if, if we had churches that sit 5K people, we can potentially have over 44 church, mega churches that sit 5,000 people. In that area. So do you know one of the biggest lies that can happen to me? Is to think that because my location, we, were, we hit 600 sometime, is to think that because we are now about 600 people, we have arrived. No, no. The harvest is plentiful. And God is counting on you and I to become laborers in that harvest. To go and get those people in. That's why we celebrate salvations. The harvest is plentiful. We have not scratched anything yet. The harvest is plentiful. Worship harvest. The harvest is plentiful. As opposed to counting your attendance. How about you count your non-attendance? Yeah. How many people could be in your space, in your missional community? How many? How many people could be in your hosting center? How many could be at your location? The harvest is what? Plentiful. Plentiful. He saw the multitudes... And he told his disciples the harvest is plentiful. Worship harvest Nalia. Do you know how many people are in that estate? The Nalia estate. How many people live around? The harvest is plentiful. Four reasons why the church must grow and multiply. That's reason one. The harvest is what? plentiful. And so he says, pray the Lord. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. You and I are the laborers heaven is counting on. Laborers. It is work. It is labor to get in the harvest. Laborers. 
into his harvest. Time is my friend. Yeah. I'll give you reason too. Four reasons why the church must grow and multiply. This is reason two. It is a command from God which we need to obey. You see, many of us claim Jesus, not claim, say Jesus is our Lord and Savior. But you see, if he is your Lord and Savior, you cannot serve him on your terms. You serve him on his terms. Do you understand? You serve him on his terms. Because you didn't choose him, he chose you. He chose you. John 15, 16. The scripture says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. Ah, we have to read this one together. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. That what? And that your fruit should what? That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give to you. Does he say that you should go and chill? And stay stagnant. That you should go and bear fruit. He says you did not choose me. But I chose you and appointed you. You see the beautiful thing about this thing is that he has wired everything we need to go and do this thing called bearing fruit. Called growth and multi. He has wired it in our system. He has wired it. Hey. Matthew 28, 18 to 20 says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority in heaven, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You see, God's expectation, God's instruction for us is not to just be so small, wrapped in ourselves. Well, that's why we love to say here that church begins on Monday. His expectation for you, his instruction to you, privilege he has given you is for you to go and bear fruit in the kingdom. For you to grow and multiply. That's reason two. Reason three. Hey. And by the way, like I said, this is not just for a few people here, no. As an individual, you need to grow and multiply. When we talk about the church, we are talking about you, the individual, and we are talking about the, the household, the collective body. So we need to grow collectively, but you also need to grow individually. That's why you need to go out for, for evangelism. That's why you need to start that MC. Because it gives you an, a, a quicker and more effective way to multiply and grow as the body of Christ. Point three, we have a superior reproduction mechanism as a church. Superior. It takes close to 20 years on average to reproduce another sinner. Close to 20 years, eight, okay, in Uganda, 18 years. Then give or take, two years later, some people are actively procreating and bringing forth fruit. It takes close, on average, 20 or so years to give birth to a sinner. Thank you for all I've sinned, right? It takes close to 20 or so years to give birth to a sinner. But do you know how long it takes to give birth to a saint? Just need to say that prayer. In a moment, it didn't take me years that night when I was going to commit suicide. No. I was just there in a moment. I knelt down. It was fellowship. 
was night fellowship behind Agre House in Kira College Butiki. A circle after they had sung. What is that song? The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, and the devil knows I am a winner. Then they slowed it down, went into the worship, then they asked me to confess Christ. That is all it took. It wasn't even a day, it wasn't even five hours. That is all it takes. Just a moment. We have a superior reproduction mechanism. So if the population of the world increases by about 82,000 people daily, have I a superior reproduction mechanism? Do you see what the possibilities can be for us? It's possible. It's possible. Romans 10, 8 to 10 says, but what does it say? <laughs> the word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is all it takes. Believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth. So we can't allow the devil to outrun us. It is not okay. Church, worship harvest. It is not okay for us to allow the devil to outrun us. Reason four. Reason four. Which will be the final reason. It is for us to create more opportunities for people to experience heaven. That's the reason we must grow and multiply. For us to create more opportunities for people to experience heaven. Genesis 28, 16 to 17. It's a very instructive scripture and um, very, very, very revealing in what the church is really. So Jacob has a dream and he sees angels, um, he sees a ladder and sees angels descending and ascending and ascending. The Bible says that then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, oh by the way, if you missed the sermon on Friday by Pastor B3, you all need to get it and watch it. It was very, very powerful. Awake to who you are as a child of God. Awake to righteousness. Awake to wealth. Awake to yeah, you need to catch it if you missed it. The Bible says, Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely, surely, the Lord is in this place and I did not know it. 17. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God and this is the gate of what? Of heaven. And so in here, we see a picture of what the house, a description of what the house of God is. But I think this is the first time the house of God is mentioned in scripture. And he says that this is none other than the house of God, comma, and this is the gate of heaven. What is literally saying is that the house of God is the gate of heaven. You need a gate in order to access certain spaces, right? That's why you need a gate in order to access certain spaces it, it's, it's like it's a demarcation like it, it, if you need to get into this building you have to go through that doors to get in here and so he says that the house of God is the gate of what? of heaven that means you and I as believers and together as the collective body we are the portal <laughs> heaven's portal <laughs> coming soon to a place near you. Um, we, are, we are the portal of heaven. We are, we are the entrance. If people want to experience heaven, if people need to get access to heaven, they do it through us as the church. So the reason we must grow and multiply is for us to create more opportunities for the world to experience heaven. opportunities 
This whole thing of what churches, there are many, what which no, they are not. They are not. I can there are more bars on this road than churches between Nalia there and Charlie Wajal. Yeah. And when they open them, they usually get full with people and there is traffic. Traffic jam. Because the enemy is creating more avenues for people to experience something that is not heaven. While the believers of worship harvest know it, that is not who we are. For us, we are creating avenues for people to experience heaven. Wherever we are, in schools, in hostels, in homes, in every village, in every town council, in every district, in every nation, we are creating opportunities for people to experience heaven. Friends, that is why we must grow and multiply as the church. The world needs a little bit more heaven. Yeah. It's a little bit more heaven. You see the brokenness, the pain, the blindness, the lack the death, when you just look around you, where, where don't you see that we need more heaven on earth? Akati, what are you waiting for? To go and start that MC. You see, we are so privileged to be under this house of worship harvest. Because our parents have given us systems, opportunities, what? To just go and multiply grow and multiply. We are not hindered. We are not hindered. We are given opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to obey God. To give people a taste of heaven. Friends, that's what God is calling you and I to. This is church. We grow. We multiply. What are practical things you can take out of this teaching today? One, as an individual, you need to multiply. Start doing evangelism. Start doing evangelism. Join in with the missional community. Do it alone. Go to a school. Talk to the border guy. Do evangelism. Look, you are already wired for increase. God has put in you everything you need to grow and multiply as his church. So participate in evangelism. That's the reason some of us are not excited and you don't stand up to clap when we say 700 for salvations. Yeah. Let me tell you. I've done evangelism. And I am glad I, I do it. So let this thing happen. Do evangelism. This week, win a soul. Win, this week, this one. Don't allow Saturday to come before you share the gospel with someone and win a soul. That's a practical thing you can do. After this, someone and the church, this is growth and multiplication too. Start a missional community. Start a hosting center. Start a missional community. Start a hosting center. I know we are going for rest month, but please don't give your faith a break. As you preach to them and they get saved, start meeting them and we visit them. What? Then start a missional community. It's 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 a really good, effective way to grow and multiply. I believe it's a great gift God has given us as a movement of worship harvest. Start a missional community. If your missional community has been in existence for a long time, hmm? bath another one. If you've been a huddle leader, grow, start a missional community. Missional leaders, release some of your huddle leaders to go start. This is practical stuff you need to do in order to grow and multiply. We need that to happen at every level. You, plant, you start new huddles, new MCs, new cohorts, new zones, new locations, new clusters, new networks, everywhere. We need to grow and multiply. I invite us to stand up right now on our feet.
like you just start open your mouth right now just start speaking to Jesus just start speaking to Jesus in response to this he says that pray the Lord of the harvest that he will send out laborers into his harvest you are that laborer and God is sending out into his harvest because the harvest is plentiful plentiful if you speak in tongues please go ahead and do it right now if you speak in tongues please go ahead and do it Father we thank you Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for this gift that you have given us to partner with you in the kingdom, to just partner with you to, to be a part of expanding and growing and multiplying the kingdom and the mission, multiplying believers, multiplying disciples, planting churches, starting missional communities, Lord. Father, thank you for the souls that are being one. Thank you, Lord, that you give us a zeal in the depth of our heart, each and every one of us, to just to just do evangelism, to give birth to souls, to get people joined to you, to reconcile men and women to you, to reconcile communities, to reconcile nations, to reconcile people groups, to reconcile um, students, to reconcile children, to reconcile different people to you. Lord, we thank you and we bless your name. If you're in this place, the rest of us, please just continue praying in tongues. Just continue praying in tongues. Just continue praying, praying, praying in the Spirit. But if you're in this place and you have never, ever received Christ, you have never given your life, you have never received the love and the life of Jesus, I would like to give you an opportunity to do so. We do this because it is the best thing that has happened to us. We have received purpose. We have received life. We have received meaning. Our lives have been changed around by Jesus. And so I would like to give you this opportunity to make the best decision of your life, wherever you are, whether you're online, whether you're here in the room at Worship Harvest Nalia. I'd like to invite you to just shoot up your hand, your right hand, wherever you are, just shoot up your hand. I see a hand right over there. Pastors, please watch out for those people. Shoot up your hand if you'd like to give your life to Jesus. Is that a hand I see over there? There is a hand right up there in the gallery. Please shoot up your hand. Rest of us just continue praying. Pastors, look around. There is a hand in the gallery up there. Is there any other person online at the hosting centers in the different locations? Please just shoot up your hand right now because God is getting you into his kingdom. You're crossing over from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, from death to life from purposeless living to purposeful living. You're being given an opportunity to participate in the best thing there is in the world. That is the kingdom of God. And so if you put up your hand, if there, is there any other person? Is there any other person? If you put up your hand, I would like, to, I'd like you to say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I receive the forgiveness of sins. I believe in my heart that you are the son of God and that you are risen from the dead and today I declare that you are my Lord and you are my savior take my life and do something significant with it I declare that I am born again in Jesus name amen, amen. let there be celebration in the house if there be celebration in the house, I'd like us to invite Pastor Angela. She's going to minister to us as we conclude the service. Genesis 17.6 says, I will make you exceedingly fruitful and I will make nations of you and kings shall come from here. There it is. I will make you exceedingly fruitful and I will make nations of you and kings shall come from you. Can we say that verse together? I will, I will make, make you exceedingly fruitful. And I, will I will make nations of you and kings shall come, come from, you. from you. Wherever you are, I want you to personalize it. Say, I am exceedingly... God has made me exceedingly fruitful. God has made me exceedingly fruitful. God will make nations of me. God will make nations of me. And kings shall come from me and kings shall come from me. So this is the thing. 
we act on the word that we have received. Hmm. While Pastor Ivan was teaching, God asked some of you. Some of you it was very clear, others it was an impression on your heart. Specifically to start a mission or community. At the different locations, I'm going to ask the Zono pastors to come forward. Zono pastors of Worship Harvest, Nadia, please come forward. Just come forward. Just come to the front. Just walk to the front. Walk to the front quickly. At the different locations, Zono pastors or cohort shepherds, just walk to the front. Walk to the front quickly. So there are people in this room, and you're many. And you know that God has asked you to start a mission or community. You're online, you're at the different locations, and God has asked you to start a mission or community. When he sees you, he sees nations. Yeah. When he sees yeah. you, he sees nations. And as I speak now, some of you are sort of like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. There's someone here, you think that your missionary leader is not going to release you. They are going to be so happy to release you. Okay? Some of you are huddle leaders right now. And some of you are just members in a missional community. And some of you have not been in a missional community. And you are thinking that you first need to enter a missional community in order for you to start a missional community. But if God has put it on your heart, he's asking you to do it today. He's asking you to do it today. And I'm going to invite us in faith. You know God is asking you to start a missional community. Put up your hand. Hallelujah! Zonal pastors, their hands. Can, can I just ask you, at the different locations, just walk to the front and the zonal pastor will guide you to the place you need to go. Just, just come to the front. You put your hand up. I saw another hand at the back. I saw another hand. Just walk to the front. All of you that God is asking to start missional communities. Put up your hand, put up your hand. We see those hands. Come on, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I see nations. I see fruitfulness. I'm seeing kings and nations. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.